You can now adopt a lonely grandparent and keep them company during self-isolation. Doctors warn people to not try the coronavirus challenge. And a man had sex with a dolphin called Dolly for a whole year and claimed that she seduced him. These are the weird stories for Thursday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. And we're doing, uh, we're doing the stories despite the virus. I'm isolating myself and recording every day. And I hope that you're safe. And I hope you enjoy these stories from around the world. They're pretty weird. This is Weird AF News. Let's do it. Have you ever wanted to adopt a lonely grandparent? Keep them company during self-isolation? I think it's a lovely thing to do. A care home has launched an Adopt-A-Grandparent campaign to help tackle loneliness during the coronavirus pandemic. CHD Living started this program last year, but it's now rolling it out digitally as anyone over the age of 70s having to follow strict social distancing rules. This means these older people must avoid social interaction, including seeing their family and friends. I don't know if any of you have seen some of these videos of the people in the old folks' home, and then their whole family comes up to the window, puts their hand on the window to wish them a happy birthday, but they can't even open the window. These poor old people are stuck behind the window. They're stuck in their little room all alone. A lot of us are being, uh, finding ourselves stuck all alone in a small square room. It's It's... It's hard living these days. It's not just the elderly. Uh, but if you guys are, are feeling like you want to give back to the community and you're not afraid of catching anything, then maybe you want to adopt an elderly person. Let's get in, more into the article, find out how we, can, how we can do this, how we can adopt an old person. While essential to keep them safe and stop the spread of the virus, it risks leaving many older people living by themselves very lonely. In order to overcome this, the care home will be pairing young people with elderly residents to bring a sense of comfort to young people and the elderly who may not have grandparents or grandchildren of their own with the aim of creating invaluable lifelong relationships. I don't know if we're aiming at creating lifelong, invaluable, long-term relationships. I mean, these people aren't going to live that much longer, are they? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's the worst joke ever. So mean. Uh, I don't think that's the aim of it, though. I think the aim is to bring comfort to people who are very frightened during a pandemic. That's what I think is is where the value in this lives, you know? These people are stuck all by themselves. They can't even, they can't go out. They can't even fraternize with the other people in the elderly home, right? From what I understand. Uh, the volunteer will video call the resident. They've been paired up with regularly. So this is all going to happen over video. You're not going to actually hang out with the old person, okay? You're going you're gonna to video chat with them in the aim of providing some stimulation, some mental and emotional stimulation and remote companionship. I think this is really cool. I will. I should get myself involved in this program and help out an old person. What else am I doing around here? I'm sitting here reading weird news into a microphone. This seems strange to me to be spending my last days on earth this way. Weird. Uh, Shaliza Hasham, who is the head of communications at the CHD Living Company who's doing this, says the nature of care means that we're looking after some of the most vulnerable members of society right at this moment. It's a very worrying time and we're taking the threat of coronavirus incredibly seriously, putting stringent processes and protocols in place to protect our residents as much as possible. And it seems to be paying off. Well, I mean, that's what they're saying. In March alone, this program racked, racked up 32, sorry, 36 new signups. They're still looking for more people who would like to fill their time in a rewarding way. This is lovely. 36, though, that's not very many. We need to bump this number up. Hey, weirdos, what are you doing with your time? Just hanging around, touching yourself? What are you doing? Making craft macaroni and cheese and playing Monopoly? Why don't you call an old person up on video and make their day? What about that? Let's get, a, let's get some quality... Uh, you know, community time here for the people. 
Does that make any sense at all? Apparently, they want your name, your age, and your nearest town so they can match you with a care home nearby. Well, if it's, that seems strange. If it's remote, what does it matter where I am? If I'm just going to video call somebody remotely, um, I don't need to be near them. This, do they not know how um, <laughs> web video works? Uh, anyways, if, you, uh, if that interests you, just Google CHD Living and uh, Lonely Grandparent. <laughs> Adopt a Lonely Grandparent. And... Uh, yeah, that should get to get you where you need to go. And then make a friend online. Bring somebody some, some comfort during this very trying time. Um, you know, I think it's a great way to spend your time. In addition to uh, having some fun yourself where you can uh, in isolation. And we know that that's difficult. There are other people who have, uh, have nobody to spend it with. They have nothing to do. And uh, this could be very nice. So uh, get on that app and swipe a grandparent today. Doctors are warning people to not do the coronavirus challenge. There's always these challenges, man. And they're, they're always dangerous. This sounds like the worst I've ever heard. Coronavirus challenge. Social media users apparently are licking toilet bowls. And they're licking other surfaces in what's called the coronavirus challenge. They're putting lives at risk. Shocking videos have emerged showing influencers across different platforms performing the coronavirus challenge despite official advice urging the public to follow some health measures to stop the spread of the virus. One influencer has chosen not to be named uh, because they know how dumb they are. They appear to have started the challenge on TikTok, which is a video platform. And they began by licking what seems to be an airplane toilet seat while a man sings It's Corona Time in the background. Wow, who are these dummies? Look at that. Did you get two people in the airplane Bathroom? How'd you fit two people in there to begin with? Listen, during this virus, you shouldn't be going into the restroom with anybody. Just go alone, and you damn sure shouldn't be licking toilet seats. Asked why she did it, she says, I was tired of that bitch corona getting more publicity than me. I'm the real celebrity. Well, if you're the real celebrity, why do you choose not to be named? (laughs) How are you going to get any... How are you going to be... I'm the real celebrity. Well, you're a real dummy is what you are, for real. Uh... She she said health experts can actually suck it. Wow, yeah, that's what you want to say to health experts right now. Just suck it, guys. Hey, there's a virus out there, and if you lick things, you might get it. Yeah, health, what do you know, health experts? You suck it. I'll be licking anything I want, including this airplane seat. I'll lick the pilot's shoe if I feel like it. When asked whether she cared that people might die because of her actions, this influencer said that's their problem. Oh, wow. Can we just, can we just throw her in prison forever, please? <laughs> that would be sweet. In another video, a man licks a pole on uh, the New York City subway. <laughs> Come on, really? You licking the pole on the subway? I wouldn't even lick that pole when there's no virus. Further footage shows another influencer licking a public toilet bowl twice before turning to the camera and saying, Coronavirus challenge, y'all! And then continuing to lick the toilet bowl. It's unclear where some videos were filmed, but TikTok, which is a platform mainly used by teenagers, said it would remove all the content from its site. However, there's some videos from one user that show him licking a lot of things, like a car door handle, a scooter. He uh, licks a shovel, a slide, a football, a washing machine, a chair, a tree, a broom handle, a fridge door handle, a trampoline, a windscreen wiper, a plug socket. A plug socket? What is that? Oh, uh, electric socket. A lapboard keyboard, an iPad. The views have many millions of views. 
Jeez. Similar stunts have been posted on Instagram and Twitter, unfortunately. The trend does not appear to be particularly widespread, they say, or being copied by a significant number of people. However, as of this writing, the coronavirus challenge hashtag has been viewed 931 million times on TikTok. Well, how do you mean it's not widespread then? I mean, obviously, almost a billion people have watched it on one platform alone. You don't think people are trying this stuff? Oh, you're so dumb. This is awful. A retired nurse had something to say about this. His name is John. Uh, He said, if these people doing the challenge are infected, they will leave virus on the surfaces they have licked, potentially infecting others. Oh, really? Did you have to become a nurse to know that? Oh, it seems automatic to me. If the infected person subsequently dies, this means this bizarre behavior could result in the death of an innocent person. Wow, this guy should be a detective. Can we get him solving crimes? Useless. Um, Yeah, what do you do with people like this, though? Can you arrest them? I mean... Some of these challenges are so dangerous and the risk of influencing young people to do the same is there, especially if they're getting such widespread attention. You know, if a billion people have watched it, if 0.0001% of those people try it, I mean, how many people is that? I don't know. I'm bad at math, but that's a lot of people still. And that's endangering those people, you know. I mean, I love that we live in a time where you can broadcast anything you want. But then the problem is when these tools fall into the hands of total idiots, you know, it's a danger to the public. So what do you do? It's freedom of speech, man. Yeah, not now. Sorry. <laughs> you don't get this freedom of speech, okay? I'm sorry, you don't. You don't. Take away their phones, suspend their accounts. Why isn't, I mean, Instagram and, in, you know, all these accounts, these platforms, they should just immediately suspend these people right off and not allow them to be, you know, because sp- what they're doing is spreading a message. The message is, hey, it's fun or and or funny and or totally okay to do this behavior. And it's not. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Call the show. 646-450-2012. Something strange in the neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Jolie. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A man had sex with a dolphin named Dolly for a whole year, claimed that she seduced him. Look, at guys, I'm trying to find some stories that aren't coronavirus related. I mean, this is, it's, I'm getting desperate here. So yeah, this guy had sex with a dolphin, apparently. Malcolm Brenner, a self-confessed zoophile who claims he had an affair with a dolphin named Dolly after she seduced him. Now age 68, Malcolm, uh... Still a student when he embarked on the relationship with the bottlenose dolphin in the 70s, has written a novel called The Wet Goddess. <laughs> the Wet Goddess, which tells the story of a young man who has a sexual <laughs> relationship with a dolphin named Ruby while he's working at a theme park. Are people buying this book? Who's. <laughs> dolphin porn? What's going on here? Malcolm admitted that the book is autobiographical based on his own experiences. Come on, really? 
He said, I wrote this book for dolphins because we are mistreating these animals by keeping them in captivity. Oh, yeah, but you weren't mistreating the dolphin by having sex with the damn thing in the 70s? What are you talking about, Malcolm? <laughs> mistreating them. Yeah, I'm sure the dolphin completely loved it when you put your penis in her or in him. I don't know what, I don't know if you can have sex with a male dolphin as well as a female dolphin if you're a man. I, I don't know how this works, okay? I'm not into dolphin porn, all right? I've never seen it. Malcolm claims to have been in, in his early 20s when he started his relationship with Dolly. Relationship, really? Are we going to call it that? He was a keen photographer. He was keen. I guess that means he was a good photographer. He was allowed to take pictures in the pool at a former theme park in Sarasota, Florida, where he lived. Wow, this, is a, this dolphin affair came out of Florida? I'm not surprised at all. The humans in Florida are so just decrepit and and just useless that you gotta if you want love you gotta you gotta choose a, some sea life. <laughs> Who can love the humans there? Nobody. Uh, the student was allowed to swim with the dolphins and soon formed a close bond with Dolly. Oh, this is how the novel gets off. I don't know where this guy uh, had a, an affair with his dolphin, but in the novel it takes place in Florida. Um, Malcolm claims that Dolly announced her intentions toward him by positioning herself uh, so that he was rubbing up against her. Well, there's actually a photo. There's a photo of him back in the 70s, black and white photo with him and this dolphin, Dolly. They look pretty pleased. Um, he added, uh, at first I discouraged her. I wasn't interested in her. <laughs> well, are we going to really have to get into the details of the, the budding of this human-dolphin relationship? He writes, after some time, I thought, if this was a woman, would I come up with these rationalizations and excuses? Malcolm insists that the dolphin, Dolly, became more and more aggressive in her pursuit of him. He said, I found that extra extraordinarily, extraordinarily erotic. It's like being with a tiger or a bear. This is an animal that could kill you in two seconds if it wanted to. Then one night after the theme park had closed, Malcolm says he and Dolly eluded the male dolphin so they could spend time alone and eventually had sex for the first time. He explained, there's something quite transcendental about making love with a dolphin. <laughs> quite transcendental. Wow, bro. Uh, you need a doctor. You need do many doctors for sure. You need, <laughs> you need a doctor. Probably some pills too. Probably need some pills. Malcolm has always stressed there was nothing abusive about his relationship with Dolly and that dolphins basically have free will. He added, what is repulsive about a relationship... What is repulsive about a relationship where both partners feel and express their love for each other? I know what I'm talking about here because after we made love, the dolphin put her snout on my shoulder, embraced me and her, with her flippers, and we stared into each other's eyes for about a minute. Is this a real story? How? This was not some dog trying to hump my leg, okay? This was a 400-pound, wild-born female dolphin. She was an awesome creature. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. There's a picture of this guy. What a freak. Wow, dude. Are you married now? Do you have any relationships with humans? What? But nine months after Malcolm began his relationship with Dolly, the park closed and she was moved elsewhere. Goodness. Sad, sad. I wrote, her I wrote her letters every day. I sent her emails, but Dolly never wrote back. It was strange. I don't know. Flippers on a keyboard just don't work. It's very sad. He says, I called it a relationship because that's what it was. When she died, it made me feel terrible. I fell into a depression which lasted five years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow, you fell into a depression that lasted five years after the... That's crazy. Uh, he claims that their separation had a devastating impact on the female dolphin. She, she died shortly after she was moved. Malcolm firmly believes that she committed suicide by voluntarily stopping breathing. This man is insane. Insane. You're an insane person. Why are we broadcasting your message? 
I don't even know. Why, this guy wrote a book. It, obviously self-published. Obviously self-published. Okay, no publisher's going to go with this. This guy's out of his mind. You could tell he's out of his mind. If The first meeting that you have with him, out of his mind, these people. Wow, I'm so afraid that there's like people out there licking toilet seats and, and screwing dolphins like, and then claiming that it was a relationship. I mean, this is crazy. And apparently this relationship was a long time ago, so, so long ago that it didn't break any laws as bestiality, bestiality was only banned in Florida in 2011. Isn't that crazy, by the way? Can you imagine? Bestiality. I mean, it, it must have got so bad in Florida that they're like, there's no law. We better make a law against this because everybody's just screwing beasts in our state. People are out of their minds in Florida. These swamp people. Yeah, they're screwing alligators. Let's, we, get, we need to do something about it. Hence a law. Malcolm, oh, goodness, this says this guy's been married twice, but also describes himself as a zoophile. Says he has had previous sexual experience with a dog. With a dog? He got Two people said I do to this maniac? How? How? I don't understand it. Two people were like, yeah, you know, you, you slept with a dolphin and a dog? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we could probably make it work. Probably make it work. I mean, I enjoy doggy style. I'm open to dolphin style. I never heard of it, but it must be. We'll YouTube it. We'll see what we can do with dolphin style, and we'll make it work. Whatever, you know, whatever sexual inclinations you have, you know, I'm willing to experiment. Okay, I'm not. I don't have flippers, nor do I have a tail, but I'm willing to. I'm willing to do some things for you, Malcolm. Who, Malcolm? I can't get a date. Malcolm slept with a with a uh, a dolphin and a dog, and marries twice. This makes no sense to me at all. What is wrong with people? Hey, my fellow weirdos. Thanks for listening to the show, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Give it a like. Give it some stars, a rating. I don't know what you have over there, but you can anything that you can do that could help spread the word about Weird AF News via social media or just word of mouth is okay as well. To open the window if you're isolating and just scream Weird AF News is cool, you should listen to it. Maybe somebody walking by will do so. Tell your mail, mailman about it, anybody who actually makes any contact with you whatsoever. Tell them about the show. Tell them it can bring you some joy and some laughs during this trying time. Why the hell not? Uh, I want to thank everybody who sent me articles. And called the show. I'm going to publish some calls at the end. And then I want to give a special thanks to Tony Bray, who uh, mailed me a little uh, isolation survival kit, including some uh, disinfectant wipes and some toilet paper. I got seven rolls of toilet paper from Tony. Thank you, Tony, from Georgia. Unbelievable. I mean, I feel really loved right now. I also arrived home from Arizona to find a pound of coffee, delicious coffee from Flagstaff, uh, which, and which, oh, is it, no, from Prescott. Prescott, Arizona. What's crazy was I was just up there. Nuts. Uh, but I cannot remember for the life of me who sent this coffee. Um, I'm, I've been searching my messages to find. So uh, whoever you are, please message me about the coffee uh, so I can give you thanks and uh, maybe send you a gift because I I was so blown away by it. And I actually made it this morning uh, and it was delicious. Yeah. So thank you guys for helping me out, sending me things. I feel very appreciative appreciated i should say appreciated right now and uh it means a lot to me so thank you you guys can send me anything you want uh including money if you'd like and that makes me want to thank somebody who uh, is dear to my heart for sending me some cash allison andrew who sent me paypal money a, a, a nice donation she sent me some money last month or two months ago allison you're you're a doll and i so appreciate you for doing this it's fantastic keeping me going guys i bought some supplies I'm back in my apartment in L.A. recording on the floor, but I have a, a whole cache of toilet paper and napkins 
many of which I stole from the Airbnb and hotels that I was staying at while I was traveling traveling in Arizona. <laughs> and, then, and then today I got my oil change. I got my oil oil change. My oil oil changed on my car. And then I, when I paid the bill, I also gave my mechanic a roll of toilet paper, and him and his employee uh, celebrated because apparently they needed toilet paper. I'm spreading it around, guys. Helping you got to help your neighbors out in these trying times. You got to help your people out, and uh, and I feel very very appreciative. Appreciated. I keep saying that. Appreciated and loved right now because you guys are helping me out, um, and I and I I can't thank you enough. Uh, please join the Patreon because that helps me out as well. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I just uploaded a video of me singing in a Red Hot Chili Pepper cover band. Uh, yeah, that's the thing I used to do. It's pretty weird. Um, I mean, it's 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 quite old. But you see a young Jonesy singing in a band. It's pretty it's pretty weird. <laughs> I thought it would be cool to put it up there. Uh, I was running out of ideas while I'm quarantined here. I'll probably upload a video of my sunburned face because I got really burned in Arizona. And then, uh, yeah. And you can see that I'm still alive and hanging in there. I think I lost a little weight, but uh, I mean, that's that's expected, right, guys? You know, I mean, anybody else living on mac and cheese? Uh, <laughs> you can donate to the mac and cheese fund, by the way, as Allison Andrew has done by PayPaling me, funnyjones at gmail.com. I also accept Venmo if you'd like. What is mine? What is my Venmo? I can't remember. Email me and I'll give you my Venmo, though. I'll send you the link. Um, and uh, lastly, Call the show, email me, follow me on social media, at Funny Jones on Twitter and Instagram. And that's it. I'm not going to keep this going. Yes, this is Dick Filadiotti from the New York Department of Health with an update on further ban practices and the sexual department. And that would be uh, our suggestion of no volcanic rimming. That's right. Stay away from the rim of all volcanoes. We'll get back with you with any further updates. Thank you very much. Hey, weirdo, this Liz in Puerto Rico, another weirdo reporting for duty, and I'm answering the call for your request to find out about what is our quarantine snack foods. Well, in my case, I've been kind of paranoid about this for over a month, and I wouldn't say I have quarantine snack foods, but I have amassed beans and rice and lentils, yes, peanut butter, apparently that's all the rage, peanut butter, tuna fish, Granola bars, all kinds of stuff that I really don't enjoy, honestly. But it does the trick. And I have a fear that this is going to be way more than a snack. This is going to be the whole meal. Anyways, I uh, love your show. I've loved your show for over a year now. Um, Keep up with the good work. I really appreciate it in these times, as as in all times. And on my Secret Finsta Instagram account, I have started a small quarantine cooking show in which I'm showing how to make delicious food that costs very little and stretches quite a ways. So if you want to check that out, it's a private account, but I will accept you and anyone that comes to me through this thing. DJ Mean Queen. That's Queen spelled W Q W E E N. DJ Mean Queen. Q W E E N for cooking tips on how to survive the apocalypse. I love you, Jonesy. I hope you stay safe. I recommend not returning to Los Angeles. You're better off wherever you are. Bless you. Be well. Have a great day. Talk to you later.